Hello and welcome to the Winning Post preview podcast for the weekend of January 6. I'm Joel Marshall, once again steering the ship with John Barker on a well-deserved rest. Joining me to take a look at all the action for this weekend is my Winning Post colleague Carl Diorio. And Carl, all eyes to the Gold Coast this week for day one of the Magic Millions Carnival. Uh, we've got the, the new track, we've had a couple of... Uh, Sets of trials and a set of me- a, a race meeting there to, to prepare, but they've had plenty of rain. Uh, but uh, track manager Navesh Randani is confident the track will hold up to uh, to all that Mother Nature's got to throw at it, and all well, it's it's going to get tested out uh, nicely on Saturday with some big fields and and uh, well, it's a bit of a changing. It seems to change every year this Magic Millions Carnival, but um, uh, yeah, we've got nine races this week, eleven on the big day the following week, but. We now have two maidens um, for the for the for the maideners, so that that race has been split in two, and uh, obviously a couple of races for the two year olds, a couple for the the rising stars, three and four year olds, and and obviously the wave uh, headlines the meeting, a race that has been dominated by the interstaters. Uh, what do you think of the card, Carl? It's interesting, Joel, isn't it? I mean, we used to have, was it $1 million for the Magic Millions Maven back in the day? And now we've got two Mavens. Last year, the Maven, I think, was 1200 Now it's eleven and four then. So it is constantly changing and evolving. And uh, I think the two-year-old, the, the Colton Geldings and those Phillies races, they, um, they seem to be uh, well-targeted. And I suppose the undercards is is um, always changing, and, and um, uh, you know it's attracted decent fields, uh, but it may evolve even more into the future. I think there's two divisions of the debut next next week as well. Indeed, there is, and they've already taken acceptances for that. Um, I think some ten or eleven days out. So uh, yeah, two editions of the debut set to run next week, and yeah, eleven races uh, on the program Saturday week. But before that. Uh, well, we're going to have quite a few horses try and put their hand up this Saturday to try and sneak a run the following Saturday. And some of those will go around in the Aquas Gold Nugget and Gold Pearl. So we'll kick off our preview with the Gold Coast and, uh, yeah, we'll run through the two two-year-old races uh, quite quickly. Carl, small fields, probably, um, unless you're super keen on one and, and you're going to launch on one for a win, they're probably not the greatest of betting races, but... Nevertheless, uh, they may impact the Magic Millions the following week. I think in terms of the two-year-olds, I think four of the last seven or five of the last seven or eight have have gone around the week before. Um, So perhaps the Magic Millions uh, winner is running on Saturday. But we'll we'll kick off with race two, and this is for the Colts and Geldings, and the horse that uh, is most likely to put his hand up and and suggest that he's a, a contender for the for the millions in a week's time is the Ma Eustace trained Spywire, who will be an odds-on favourite. And hard to go past. And I think that's the key thing, as you said, Joel, four of the last seven coming through this weekend. And uh, whilst that statistic uh, remains high, a lot of the trainers are, aren't going to be shying away from uh, double-dipping on the Gold Coast. And I think Spywire is the one to beat. Great debut win. Uh, he looked the winner at Wyong. He put in the short strides late. And uh, pulled up a little bit lame afterwards. Uh, he'll press forward from barrier two and, and should give a great side again from the first star, uh, the Ballastaire. Uh, third, number three, to find Boom, who, who ran well last week. And then for fourth, number one, Bo Dazzler. Last start listed winner has to carry the full weight penalty, but a small query on the depth of that feel and ready stakes last time. Two, four, three, and one. 
And race three, this is for the Phillies, the Aquas Gold Pearl. And uh, we're going to have a, a fairly warm favourite in number one, Arabian Summer. Uh, but there's a, a bit of a wrap on one of the newcomers in a Mulan Miss for the Tony Golan Yard. But Arabian Summer, Carl, the form from the Ballarat Magic Millions two-year-old classic is always a bit sketchy and doesn't often uh, stand up to much. But we did see it stand up in Sydney uh, last week with the uh, the place getters behind Arabian Summer coming out and, and showing up. So uh, perhaps the form is good enough for at least a race like this anyway. It does give the indication that it is. And, and I suppose maybe it's helped now that they've run the race back left-handed that uh, it might be attracting a, a better class of horse there as well. And the Arabian Summer, uh, despite the time uh, being readjusted uh, following her Ballarat victory, it still was quick time for the 1,000 metres on a deteriorating soft, tri- soft, soft five track. And based on that performance, will be awfully hard to beat. But at the odds on quote, probably no spoil. The second I'm putting in Milan Miss, impressive trial out ahead of her debut. Third, number two, Territory Ash, a last start, Sunshine Coast winner. And fourth, number nine, Pride of Venus. This is a first starter who uh, is around about that $14, $15 mark. So pretty much going in market order, one, eight, two, and nine. Race four is the first of the Magic Millions Maidens. This is uh, the 1100 metre edition. And we have currently the favourite as number four, Payline, runner up at this past couple. Uh, Benita Queen, also runner up both starts, is the second favourite. And Barassi, uh, interesting runner, five year old stallion who uh, attracted plenty of support on debut, send out a dollar fifty and beaten, gets the bar plates off. For his second start, he's at $5. What did you like in this one, Carl? I'm with six assemble on top. Uh, a smartly bred filly by Zoo Star Ad. The mare belonged to many. Has been placed three or four starts, including the first up effort behind Miss Emma. On that occasion, got back from her wide gate and ran home strongly, um, despite not being uh, within four lengths of the winner. It still was a decent performance, and I do have a nice opinion of Miss Emma. So... Uh, got her on top from seven beneath the Queen, runner-up at her both starts, last prep over 1,000 metres at Hawkesbury, has trialled well, uh, winning the most recent hit-out ahead of her resumption, uh, daughter of uh, I Am Invincible, out of the stakes-winning stakes Mayor Quilista. Third, number 12, Pure Paradise, and for fourth, number four, Payline. Good race, keen on the six at an each-way quote from seven, 12, and four. Race six is the other maiden, this one over 1,400 metres. And we have a fairly warm favourite here, number two, Dimitrov, uh, for John O'Shea, who's uh, been successful in the Magic Millions maiden a few times in the past. Uh, $3 currently, Dimitrov, $5 for number 10, Vanquish, $7 for Weimark, uh, who I quite liked until I saw Gate 20, and Passamar for the Ma Eustace team is also given a good chance at $7. What were your thoughts here, Carl? That's where I've gone with Passima. Um, placed at both starts at Hawkesbury and on the Kensington track. The uh, debut run was good. Got back to last against the tempo and ran home nicely. Similar sort of run at the Kensington track last time behind Zuforia, just getting a long way back from his wide gate. He stays at the 1,400-metre trip. He draws a little bit more favourably, and he'll just need a little bit of luck in this big field. But I've got him on top from Dimitri Off, who's well found in betting an eye-catching performance first up at Warwick Farm in the small field. Third, I've then put in number 
nine, Surreal I Am, who's out of the Magic Millions uh, classic winner in Real Surreal, won 11 years ago. And for fourth, I've put in number seven, So Sweet. Uh, no, sorry, number 11, Wymark, sorry, who I've put in despite the wide barrier. Uh, a bit like you, um, thought they had a great chance, but uh, just had to downgrade after coming up with the wide gate. I've gone seven, two, nine, and 11. Yeah, I was going to do something around numbers 9 and 11 in that race. 9, yeah, I, I agree. I think he's pretty good odds for real AM. I thought he stuck to his task pretty well on debut. And why Mark? Yeah, he's going to need a bit of luck, but thought had the right form lines. If he gets that bit of luck, could run well. Race 7 is the Wave. Uh, 1,800 metres for 3-year-olds and 4-year-olds at weight for age. We've had three runnings of the race. They've all gone interstate. Uh, but this is probably the best chance for the locals because we've only got two interstate trained runners. There was uh, three acceptors, but Built is staying home in Sydney from the Chris Waller stable. And the interstate flag is uh, flying pretty highly by Zoe's Promise, who uh, looks to start a warm favourite for Chris Lee's number 13. And uh, Kurt Goldman's runner arts object at uh, a fair bit longer of a price but i guess for the locals the vowels will be a strong chance as will number 10 madame odette and that's my quinella the vowels on top of madame odette uh, i thought the vowels was was good last time the burnborough behind acquitted um you know hopefully uh, class comes to the fore uh, I think he is reasonably well treated the weights um under the conditions of the rate the the, the race it's a white fridge event and uh, he's only giving away, uh, uh, you know, two kilos to the bulk of the field, with the exception of the uh, progressive three-year-old in Coda. But uh, he's going well, and, and this looks a nice option from him. For from ten, Madame Odette, who last time uh, won over Princess Rahis, who then franked that form last weekend. I've got Encoda in for third, uh, who's just coming back slightly in distance, but uh, does look to be progressive, as I said. And for fourth, I've put in number 13, Zoe's Promise. Uh, uh, an excellent effort. Two starts go to win at Randwick. And then uh, last time, almost led throughout the Bell of the Turf. Small query past the mile. Uh, but on, again, if, you, if you're big on ratings and, and weights and measures, uh, she's the highest rated runner in the field. And uh, also suited by the weight for age conditions of the race. So I've gone 1, 10, 14 and 13. Yeah, Zoe's promise for me. I thought she would be very hard to beat, but as well found by the market. Race eight. This is the first of the Rising Stars. Two great betting races. Uh, this is for the three-year-old and four-year-old fillies and mares class four plate. Uh, we've got five up the top with the 60 kilos in this race. Uh, the current favourite and well back so far down towards the bottom, number 17, Chili Philly. Um, I know I was snoozing and missed the eleven dollars that went up, but uh, she's around four dollars eighty. Um, Jun Quira, a strong chance from Sydney, seven fifty. Sunset Dreaming, Wide Gate, uh, is also in the market and uh, made to fit. Fairway Star, a couple of others with good chances. But Carl, uh, I think you were quite keen on the John O'Shea train Jun Quira. Yeah, Jakira, really keen on her chances. Uh, she won at this meeting twelve months ago. Hasn't won since from her five subsequent starts, but uh, hasn't raced all that badly in the interim. Uh, the last start effort I thought was, was quite good. Um, caught my eye, was back in the field, held up over the final 100, 150 metres. And uh, yeah, the promise of a real genuinely run race, which there should be with the big field. 
uh, just look for her to be diving through the pack late. And uh, I think, you know, it, it does look a lovely assignment for her and potentially could back up into something next weekend. From two, Fairway Star. Got to respect the uh, all-conquering uh, Bjorn Baker stable. It was an excellent last start win over the 1,400 metres in Sydney, ahead of step aside, who then ran well last weekend. Sunset Dreaming is a filly I've got plenty of time for, but uh, just worried it might be coming at the end of a long campaign for her. And for fourth, number 13, Mission of Love, she's first up from a spell, will get better over slightly further. I've gone 11 on top from 2.15 and 13. Uh, pretty keen on Chili Philly. Um, I think she will be pretty hard to beat and, and could sneak into the, the Magic Millions Guineas with the victory. She needs to win and, and nothing else will get her in the following week. And it'd be good to see uh, Billy Slater get a runner in the Magic Millions Guineas, who uh, has a majority share in, in this well-bred filly out of Paprika. I think she was placed or she was certainly high up in the betting for a Magic Millions one here. Yeah. Uh, and uh, this daughter of Vancouver, I think, is showing a fair bit of promise. And she's come up with a good gate and will be very hard to beat. And in the final event, race nine, this is for the Colts and Geldings. Again, class four plate. Magic Millions Rising Stars. We've got a couple up the top carrying the top weight of 60 kilos. And in terms of the betting, they've warmed to the Peter and Paul Snowden trained the King. Uh, down towards the bottom, number 16, $4.60 favourite currently. And the other, the only other runner under double figures is the top weight, number one, Baroque Road. What were your thoughts on the last car? Yeah, I've got a bit of a love affair with Shah of Goma, but uh, he continues to run well. And uh, uh, he won three starts ago. He's been placed at his next two. He has been settling further forward uh, in a more encouraging sign. He used to be dropping out and conceding big starts. And unfortunately, by virtue of drawing barrier 20, he might have to uh, get a long way back and, 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 and depends on his... Uh, Big finishing uh, burst, uh, but I think he represents each way value of the thirteen dollars in this field. This is his pet distance, thirteen's uh, fourteen hundred meters, and he does look well treated in under the what conditions of this uh, class four event. So, got him on top from uh, Boomshot, who I, I can't believe the price of Boomshot. It's about twenty one dollars. I thought the first up effort was excellent over twelve hundred meters. Flashed home against the tempo. Uh, Warby in for third, Daytona in for fourth. Uh, I do concede, though, as keen as I am on Shara Goma and kicking up for boom shot, I reckon you can make a case for pretty much the field. All right. Well, then you're making some sort of a case for my roughie of the day, number 14, Let's Go Bro. Uh, been following this horse for a while. He, he trialled really well before the debut and, and ran super and was able to win his maiden, I think, at his second start at a good price. He's the brother to Looks Like Elvis, very uh, consistent and, and hardy uh, galloper, sort of on the fringe of, of stakes class and, and multiple city winner. This guy, he was beaten his first three runs this time in, and I, I was sort of losing a little bit of faith. But they put the blinkers on him at Kendall the other day, and he was much more focused and switched on, led throughout. And I think he's the sort of horse that's just going to keep improving like his brother did. So, at 40, 50 to 1, I uh, reckon he's worth a, a couple of dollars in the last number 14. Let's go, bro. And Carl, your best and value. We've already uh, covered them. Best race eight, number 11, Drew Inquirer. And your value in the last is race nine, number five, Shah of Goma. Racing in Victoria on Saturday is at Geelong. Uh, first time that they get a feature Saturday meeting, 10 races. Uh, they 
held back their listed fillies and mares feature, the Black Pearl Stakes, from their Geelong Cup program to uh, to be the, the headliner on this card. Um, certainly by way of black type anyway, although there is a race worth slightly more, and that's the Coastal Classic, a 1,700-metre open handicap race eight. Um, we will take a look at those two races in depth and then go through the best in value. So uh, race eight, uh, the Coastal Classic, Carl, what were your thoughts here? Yeah, the Coastal Classic, I'm with Bermudez on top. I think he's, uh, well, he's my best bet of the day. Um, he's been runner-up at both starts, this prep behind Pachero, getting back from wide barriers and hitting the line strongly. The rise to 1,700 metres third up looks ideal. He's been working well at home. He's, he's quite a... Um, it's quite a large, um, uh, gross horse, I guess you could say. And I think he's the sort of horse that as he gets uh, deeper into his campaigns, he, he can tend to race well. All being, in saying that, he's got a wonderful fresh record as well. But I think, uh, you know, he should run very well, just a half kilo off the limit weight as well. And the 1,700-metre trip looks ideal. It, 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 if you could design a race for Bermudez, this is kind of what it looked like on paper. Got him on top from seven Holly Mans, five Independent Road on the quick backup, and two Keats. So there does look to be a little bit of pace on paper, which even should aid Bermadez getting home over the top. I've gone four, seven, five, and two. Yeah, not too much more to add. I've gone four, seven, two, and five. So just flipped around third and fourth. Yeah, I agree. Just the race has really fallen into sort of Bermadez's lap. He's come back in much better form this time in. Both his runs are good, and he gets in with that lightweight. Does map well, and... Yeah, everything points to him being very hard to beat. So um, I'll probably throw number seven, Holy Man's, as a, a little bit of insurance into my quaddy um, and just uh, just rely on those two. And race nine is the listed feature of the Black Pearl Stakes, over 1,200 metres. And a couple of Sydney siders um, up towards the top of betting, number two, Varvia. Uh, she is currently favourite, three dollars thirty. We've got Wave Rider Boy at six fifty, and Eternal Flame, who's uh, had a bit of a, a, a spruit on her for the Mick Kent Stable, number fourteen. Uh, she's uh, quite popular to it around six fifty. What were your thoughts here, Carl? So, uh, seven of the past eight winners of the Black Pearl have had a rating of seventy nine or greater, and just acting off that precedent. That eliminates the whole field by the top three horses, uh, Mega Mia, Vavia, and Wave Rider Boy. So the top two in betting um, on that um, sort of fact uh, are well found and, and deservedly so. And and I've sort of worked around that uh, with Vavia on top. I just think the uh, the first up effort at Sydney was, was quite good. Um, got back from the wide gate under Craig Williams and uh, found the line well behind Noble Soldier. And that was very much an on-pace sort of dominated event. So, fair for that run, has a decent second-up record. And uh, her most recent victory came three starts ago over 1,200 metres. This is her pet distance, I guess you could say. Got their head number 14, Eternal Flame. Lightly raced, only had the six starts, but does look to be an improving type that will be uh, featuring in stakes grade for the uh, bulk of uh, her career. For further, I've put in number three, Wave Rider Boy who comes through those similar Favia form lines, got back and didn't uh, figure in the finish, but did pull up lame, so willing to forgive that performance. And then for fourth, number 16, Material Dreams. I've gone 2, 14, 3 and 16. 
Uh, yeah, similar numbers for me. I had a wave rider boy on top, though, of Varvia. Uh, thought she might be able to turn the tables from their first up run in Sydney. A little between them. And do note she's still in in Sydney, wave rider boy, from a wide gate with J-Mac in the saddle. But, um, yeah, not scratched from either meeting as yet. Uh, number eight, Prairie Flower, I've got in for third. Uh, I've been with her last couple, and unfortunately, she hasn't quite got the job done, but she's racing very consistently. And 14, Eternal Flame, uh, certainly a, a promising type. I've got her in for fourth. Uh, my best is in the last race, race 10, number three, Sisterhood. Um, Philly, I've always had a bit of time for. She's a four-year-old man now. She did a good job first up and then put them away quite well last time out at Mooney Valley. This is another step up. Um, she's got her stable mate running by still in in both states at the moment so i'm not sure where she's going uh certainly be much more confident on sisterhood if uh, running by was up in sydney uh yellow sam la derriere chances as well but sisterhood my best and my value uh, he's testing the patience but he's just he's going so well without much luck race six number eight sebenac uh two utterly luckless runs where he just never saw daylight and then the other day he was very good at caulfield up in class at a price running fourth uh he gets his chance at, at each way odds to, to figure again. And uh, Carl, we've touched on your best bet, Bermudez, and your value goes up against my best in the last. Yeah, Leterrier, race 10, number five, as you said, uh, you gave it a bit of a chance behind your best bet. Um, I, I just think that she's been racing without much luck. And uh, first up at Kitan, she was four wide the trip from the outside barrier and was only beaten a length and a half. Next time around, just was... In a, in a very yucky race at Mooney Valley, there was a torrential downpour. And again, she was uh, wide, covered plenty of ground and nothing really made ground with the exception of her. And then last time at Caulfield was traveling as well as anything on into the home uh, straight and just got badly held up. The race uh, went by and she was clear only the last hundred and, and improved in to finish sixth behind It Is Me. Uh, 1,400 should suit Jack Hill back aboard. He's been responsible for all three of her wins. And, uh, yeah, 17 to one's a great price and just needs a change of luck. Okie dokie. Racing in South Australia on Saturday is at Gawler. And we have... Uh... Nine races there, a couple of smallish fields, but uh, later in the, the quaddy legs aren't too bad. Uh, what were you keen on there, Carl? So my best bet comes up in race six. It's number seven, Lapilli. Uh, this horse opened three to one favourite. I think that's a reasonable price. It was a first up winner at Gawler over the 1,100 metres, just rises the extra 100 metres uh, on sad day with a similar sort of low draw. Uh, with Jake Toroke remaining aboard. She did show ability uh, as a two-year-old behind Walk Like an Angel. And I always must concede that I respect the Richard and Chantel Jolly stable with these sort of three-year-old fillies over sprinting trips. They really seem to get the best out of them. And the, the way she returned first up at Gawler uh, last month suggested that she's got a bit of uh, uh, upside. And, and it's important to note that victory came outside of maiden grade as well. So uh, the uh, quote-unquote step up to benchmark 64 on the weekend won't be that much of an issue. My value selection comes up in the last. It's horse number, uh, as I just go down the page, it is uh, Quick Rapid race nine, number four. And uh, Quick Rapid is an $8.50 chance. 
uh, really did catch my eye, his winning performance last time. Uh, it was at, on a Sunday at uh, Bordertown, uh, Tegan Vorham uh, Road, got into a bit of an awkward spot, had to wait for the rest of the field to make their run before he commenced uh, his uh, winning effort and was really strong through the line and, and, and won with a bit of a, you know, bit of an impact um, as odds on favourite. But, uh, you know, he, he, he gave me the impression that he'll, he'll go through the grades and he looks really well placed in the 62 event at Gawler. I think, you know, even a touch further would suit um, maybe even 1,400. So quick, rapid, $8.50, uh, definitely worth an each-way ticket in the last at Gawler. And that is for uh, Jay Opperman, who will ride my uh, fancy at Gawler. Uh, I like race eight, number six. She's graceful from the Bain Taylor yard. Uh, ran really well first up off a good trial, just found one a little bit stronger later. Uh, that one... Uh, that was a little bit stronger, was Exalted Dame. Uh, she's graceful. I don't think uh, she will take long in, in becoming a winner for this stable. She didn't have a lot of luck last prep striking really wet tracks, but her first up run, as I said, on a dry track was good. And as long as um, as long as we're sort of working on similar conditions, and I think she'll give plenty of cheek. Uh, racing in the West on Saturday is at Ascot. And Greg Hooper thinks he can help you out with the quaddy because he's value about runs in race six and it's number seven, I Love Your Smile. Uh, comes off a couple of uh, decent efforts recently to run fourth. Uh, one of those was on Monday, so on the quick backup and drawn well should give you a good sight each way and hoops as best as in the last uh, which is race nine, number three, Divine Belief. Uh, has won his last couple Shooting for the hatchet, draws barrier one, should get every hope, and especially after the three-kilo claim for Braden Girth. Uh, looks a warm favourite, and, um, yeah, it could be a, a bit of a blast-out opportunity in the last at Ascot. Should Earlier, also uh, mention, uh, Joel, yep. with Mr. Randwick. Yes. Yes, we have, Mr. Randwick. <laughs> yes, well, <laughs> uh, that is great call, Carl. I've been too wrapped up in... Uh, in the Gold Coast, and I've completely messed Randwick. So before we go uh, to the ta- across the Tasman for New Zealand in the morning, we may as well check out Randwick where there isn't any black tight racing, uh, but there is 10 races, and my best in value comes up in the last couple of races, and your best in value comes up in the quaddy legs as well. So we're leaving it late. Uh, you may as well uh, take the ball and run with it. Well, uh, since, since I interrupted, uh, I, I should tell the listeners that uh, I'm not absolutely eager, but still uh, Legio 10 is my best bet. So Legio 10, uh, race 8, number 13, excellent first up victory. Uh, Nashrawilla Vigor getting him home from the rear of the field on that occasion. And this looks at another suitable assignment down in the weights, but uh, uh, he, he does look to be uh, tracking well. And my value selection is in the last race, 10, number 12, Miss Emma. Miss Emma, I thought, as I've touched on uh, with the Magic Millions Maiden plate runner um, of, of Chris Waller's uh, assemble, this this horse um, beat it easily by four lengths, led throughout. The starts before, myriad of excuses, largely due to her own misbehaviour, but uh, she put it together well at Canterbury last start. 
and drawn from barrier three with the light weight of 53 kilos in the experienced hands of Kieran McAvoy. I think at $8.50, she's a great price. Uh, although I do concede, Joel, that your best bet in that race, Spring Lee, is the main danger. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, yes, I, I like Spring Lee in the last, um, sort of putting my faith in that form line with Chili Philly, who I like on the Gold Coast. And and this girl is, uh, yeah, a, a, a filly of some promise. She's really well-bred uh, from the Bjorn Baker stable. She is a... A daughter of I Am Invincible, uh, out of that former Good Mare Wild. Uh, sorry, she's by Zoostar, out of that former Good Mare Wild Rain. Uh, it's a strong speed influence family. She was uh, impressive on day, impressive first up over the thousand at Kemble, then went to twelve hundred. Uh, the stable rep pre-race said he he believed that twelve hundred wouldn't be a problem in time, but he just had that little query. Uh, whether she was absolutely on song for it before the race. And as it turned out, it was just the final stages where Chili Philly proved a bit strong for her. She drops to 52 and a half. She gets every chance to measure up in a race like this and thought she'd be pretty hard to beat. My value bet is race nine, number nine, and notice. A little bit of a query going 1550 to 2000 second up off a, off a midweek class win, but... I really like that endeavour and that will to get up there at, at Canterbury at the night meeting a, a few weeks ago. He won two out of three in the last campaign and he settled back and it was only a small field, but he, he really needed to, to dig deep in the final stages and he did. I thought it was a really good win. He'll get a soft run barrier two for Tyler Schiller and I'll just trust Team Hawks to have him right for the quick step up in distance. And my uh, he was my value bet. My roughie was in the previous race, race eight, number 16. So good, so cool. It was excellent first up, but a long way back, 1,000 metres, not his go, and he hit the line really well behind time to boogie. Uh, 12 or $13 each way is a good play, down to 54 kilos. I think he can run well. And, yeah, missing out uh, meetings, Carl. It's not. It's been done before. Barks has had trouble with that when we've uh, messed around with the, with the running order. So Usually Adelaide slips him up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And it's usually... Usually is when we you know we change order and we run a feature meeting on top. So maybe just we need to stick to our bread and butter, Melbourne, Sydney, Adelaide, Brisbane. But in any case, um, now I can press on with the action across the ditch in New Zealand on Saturday, and not the strongest of action to be fair. We've had some really good racing in New Zealand in the last week or so, and and even more to come in the in the month of January. But um, on Saturday we've got eight races from Hastings. Uh, my best bet is in the feature. It's the Martin Cup race seven, and I'm in number 10, Can He Rock? Pretty consistent stayer. Placed three of his last four, had issues two back. He bombed the start and um, pulled up a bit scratchy. Never really got into the race, but he bounced back with a good third at Pukekohe on Boxing Day. The winner of that uh, race backed up on New Year's Day and won uh, the feature race. The feature staying race, the old City of Auckland Cup. I think it's called the, the Queen Elizabeth the Two, the uh, Queen Elizabeth the Second Cup now. Uh, so the form's good. He drops to fifty-three kilos. Kenny Rock, and I think he'll take beating. My value bets in the last race eight, number ten, Endiana Fair, placed at her last couple, hit the line really well last start. Has had one go out to uh, beyond the mile, but that was on a heavy ten last prep, and it was in a high weight race. She had a stack of weight, and it was very uh, poor condition. So I'm willing to forget that. And I think off the last run over a mile, where she really attacked the line, she's looking for further. She gets barrier one. I think she's worth a, a good look each way. And down in the South Island, is there a summer carnival? 
caravan rolls on to, to all these um, nice picturesque and, and tracks that sort of race once or twice a year. Moves on to Kamara for their Kamara Nuggets meeting. My best bet comes up in uh, the Kamara Gold Nugget race seven, number four, Follow Your Dreams. Has been a, a little bit off this time in, but was better last start, finishing fifth. He's a son of contributor. Uh, they're testing um, new territory here out to 1,800, but I, I'm just hoping that his class will see him through. And, and as I said, there was a better signs at his run last start that he's starting to, to come up and, and find some form. Uh, quite a few of these are backing up. In fact, a, a lot of these horses that are running throughout the meeting are backing up from the, the South Island meeting on Wednesday. Uh, he didn't go around, so he should be uh, on fresh legs and hopefully he runs out the trip for us. And my best bet, another one that didn't go around on Wednesday, race eight, number three, Smooth Operator, has really attacked the line from back in the field the last couple of starts to run third. They've been over the mile, so the step up to 18.10 should really suit. Well, that just about takes us out for uh, this week's podcast, uh, but now it's time for the Lazy Lobsters. Well, Carl, last week um, was uh, a little bit of joy. Um, my mighty Sapphire took uh, a fair while to get the job done and put the race away in, uh, in the last in Adelaide. So there was a, a bit of a profit there, $26 profit. And well, your two bets both figured in the placings, um, not quite enough to make a profit, but uh, Jungle Jim ran well and Helix uh, probably should have gone close to winning, didn't have a lot go right. So uh, we gave the listeners a bit to cheer about, but uh, what about this week? What are you chucking your lobster on? I reckon let's go uh, Bermuda's 10 the win, Geelong race eight number four. I reckon uh, he'll be very hard to beat there. And I think if we then go to the last race as well, Geelong, uh, five each way, Le Derriere, race 10, number five. Honourable mention, the Junquera at the Gold Coast, but uh, I just want to see how that Gold Coast track plays before I go chips in there. But uh, I definitely will be having a penny on, on that mare in, on the weekend. All right. Well, yeah, you're denting my confidence a little bit. Now, I was I was uh, tossing up between sticking with a, a winning formula and going with the Bain Taillard in Adelaide with She's Graceful or or going with Chili Philly at the Gold Coast. So I'll I'll split my 20 up and I'll go 10 a win on both of them. So that's 10 a win Chili Philly, which is uh, on the Gold Coast. And it's, as I flick my form guide, it's race... Uh, nine, uh, sorry, race eight on the nine race program, and it is number 17. And I'll have 10 for a win on She's Graceful, who goes around at Gawler in race eight, number six. Well, there you go, listeners. Hopefully, we've found plenty of winners. Don't forget to get out and pick up your winning post, uh, all the regular uh, reading and, and form guides Friday through to Monday covered. Uh, some great reading in there. Carl's um, uh, produced a, a couple of good stories again. Richo's done a, a good catch-up. And, uh, yeah, as I said, plenty of good reading and hopefully plenty of winners to be found. Until next week, though, uh, enjoy. Happy punting, and we'll be back next week with the preview podcast. <laughs>